0: Across all of our travels around the highlands and islands, there's one evening that's going to stay with me for a very long time. We've been invited to a strupag, literally a cup of tea, in Kilmuir Hall, right at the very top of Skye. A strupag, as we soon found out, is a common occurrence in Gallic communities, a good excuse to bring folk together and catch up over a mug of something hot. Tonight's gathering, though, was something even more special. Alongside all the tea, cake and conversation, a group of musicians were giving us the first performance of some pieces that had been created as part of a very special project, Ancinia. In this episode, we travel down the west coast, making stops in the Western Isles, as well as islands in the Outer Hebrides and Argyle, uncovering a region that's steeped in music. Welcome back to Spirit. Discovering the Highlands and Islands. Before we found ourselves in that community hall in Kilmuir, we'd already been getting a sense that music was a particularly important part of life in this part of the world. Our third trip in early August 2022 saw us set sail from Ullapool and work our way down the west coast taking in Lewis, Harris, North and South Uist, Skye, Isla, Campbelltown and Butte, among others. On South Uist, we stayed on a working croft in the tiny township of North Glendale. It turned out our host for the night, Paul, was a trained musician. So who better to ask about the area's musical heritage?
1: This is the spiritual home of piping. South Uist is the spiritual home. I'd recognised by all the Pipers of the world that it is the spiritual home of piping. You have uh, all sorts of um, different types of uh, pipes. You have um, in Asturias, you have the uh, the two drone pipe, and they they actually sing with the pipes, which is amazing. I I performed over there with some of them, and um, you have the in, in I think in the Basque country where the bellows are actually your cheeks, yeah, but. The pipes probably, most, more than likely, origin, would have originated somewhere in Greece, probably. But not, we can't be too sure, but it's, you know, it's probably right. But this is the spiritual home of the Highland Pipe, the Great Pipes is what they're called. And it has the traditional music, but it also has a classical music, which is unusual in a traditional sense. So, you have the great classical music of the pipes, the Piebroch, which is written in the classical style, you know. But when you think about it, in 1746 or 47, the king of England at the time banned the pipes. Now, this guy would have been German. Uh, after the um, forty-five rebellion, yeah, um, and the Jacobean rising, so rising wasn't well rebellion anyway. Um, he banned the pipes. Now he must have been a good, well-trained musician, because a well-trained musician will know that the music is the soul of the people no matter where you go in the world it's just, it's actually the soul of the people we're not talking um, a religious thing this is a spiritual thing the religion is very important and the, the 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 religious music is very important but this is different so he took he tried to take away the soul of the people but he didn't understand their resilience so what they did was they composed songs to the pipe tunes and sang them, and they danced. So, the soul was not lost.
0: You talk about it being healing and part of the soul. How do, how do you feel when you hear it today?
1: Well, I, I feel a lot of pride. You know, it's, it's historic, it has history. If you don't have history, what do you have? You know.
0: Over on Isla, Margaret, who'd moved to the island from Edinburgh, told us how the continuation of the Gaelic language was indelibly tied to music and song.
2: A lot of the things are quite community-based and, you know, they come together. What my um, partner Graham says is um, it's good to, to hear the old um, Gaelic speakers and they're getting fewer and fewer of them, you know, and... Um, he had Gaelic but not a lot of Gaelic, but there's some of the speakers, some of the islanders got it from the mother, and that's the they speak well and that. And there's the Gaelic College, of course, which you're going to and there's the Gaelic um, nursery in Beaumore. Graham's um Graham's granddaughter goes to that. So you know it's it's been continued thankfully into the the new generations, you know, and it's lovely to hear and that there's such a tradition of music here, both people playing and singers and beautiful singers at that it
0: is lovely. Finally, back on Sky, Mulden spoke of how music was part of some of his earliest memories, even if he didn't always have a willing audience. Yeah, well, uh, my brother was an excellent accordionist and then another neighbour used to come from
1: Nürnberg and they'd play the accordions together. My sister was very good at singing. She competed at the mods and all the rest of it. Whereas I, I could play the accordion, but not all that good. <laughs> and uh, I remember starting to play it once and I was sitting on a couch and the collie dog was beside me and he, he made a big sigh and went under the couch.
0: <laughs> Around a half hour's drive from where we spoke with Malden is Portree, Sky's capital town. It's there that we met Sarah and first heard about the Ancinia project I mentioned earlier. We were there to chat with her about Shall, the performing arts promotion charity she heads up.
3: We host over, well, between 80 and 100 events per year, on, um, normally across Sky, some on Razzie and some into Loch as well. Um, we do this via an annual programme of events um, in music, theatre, dance, children's shows, comedy... And that's that. Yes, and and the musical genre we 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 we're, we're, we're really we are rooted in island culture and Scottish traditional music, but we do we do host um, musical events of all different genres. You know, from classical, jazz, swing. Um, contemporary, um, you name it, you know, we have a lot of, we we like to keep our programme as diverse as possible, but the emphasis is always on quality. The quality of our our, our performers is really important because we like to think that we bring world-class performance to the doorsteps of some of the most remote rural areas in Scotland.
0: As it turned out, one of the projects Shell was working on at the time was Ancinia. Sarah told us more.
3: Anne is a project that is being led by, uh, Sky Gaelic singer Anne Martin. Anne's very well connected. She's an ambassador for, um, for Gaelic culture. She goes all around the world and, uh, and uh, supporting and promoting Gallic, Scottish Gaelic as an Indigenous language that needs to be preserved and protected. So, um, Anne came to us last year in 20 yeah, Twenty twenty one, the beginning of twenty twenty-one said she had this collection of songs from um, a woman called Katrina Douglas, who was a visitor of the poor in the nineteen thirties, and that she was wanting and, and that Anne thought she would make it into take the manuscripts and make them into songs and, and actually sing them, rework them, reimagine them. Maybe there was fragments of songs she would, you know that she would put together. Um maybe there were songs that didn't have music to them, so she would put the tune to them. And so there was this. And then Anne was in um Sydney. I am not sure when, it may have been 2018 or, or, or a few years ago. And she was introduced to us and this here we have Sky Galax singer Anne Martin. And afterwards somebody came up to her and said, um, Where, which part of Sky are you from? I'm I'm from Linecro, or, or Kilmure. And because Anne was also from Kilmure, she said, which where where? He said, My people were, were from Growlin. They were cleared, you know, from their village in 1857. And apparently um, this man called Stuart McPherson, who now lives in Geelong, in Australia, he um that was the the, the kind of the ancestral farm that he lived um that was, that the family acquired after they touched down in um in Australia after they were cleared. Um, he's still, uh, the party of the family he took with them, the Bible covered in peat smoke, um, the clothes on their back and a cooking pot hook, a chain, which they called, which is the, 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 I think the chain, the, the hook is called the slurry and the chain is, or, or, and Antinia is the link, the link. And these are all links in the chain, links in the chain of, you know, the clearances and then getting to Australia and then, you know, and then clearing... People, the the indigenous people in Australia, and strangely enough, Geelong is really well known for sheep farming. So, so it, it's it's all about the links and the change people knowing each other. It's all about restitution. It's all about hands across the ocean, linking, you know, linking, linking, and sharing a history. You know, and um, and it's beautiful. It's um, it's it's just such a such a lovely project. You know, um, um we're. Just so delighted to be part of it.
0: And so it was, one Tuesday evening, we found ourselves in Kilmure, effectively being treated to the world premiere of this incredible piece of performance. During the interval, I managed to nab a few moments with Anne, who was understandably very in demand that evening, and ask a little more about the books which had inspired the project.
4: I've been singing since I was four. And these books, my auntie, well, We always called her my auntie, which was a cousin of my mum's. She had the books, she'd inherited the books. And I've always had the ability to dip in and out with them. And then when when she died, I inherited the books. Um, And I've always been aware that I have to do something with them, you know. Um, And I guess I was holding back for quite a few years to think about, well... How can I do these justice to, you know, but actually they just need to get out there, you know. So we've produced them as they are today. Um, and, it, and that's what's going to happen. We'll just reproduce them as they are.
0: As you'd imagine, though, it's the music itself that spoke the loudest that night. So I'd like to leave you with the piece that's still as clear in my memory as when I heard it live. Anne would introduce each song in a mixture of English and Gaelic, a lyric, power to her words that I was able to follow, even though I have no Gaelic myself. For this one though, she let history do the talking.
4: The interesting thing that emerged after um, 2007 in Australia um, was starting to then think about the impact of our migration to Australia. And I'll just read to you a little thing. In 1849, in the parish of Kilmure, we have evidence of incredible poverty and displacement. It is a matter of most serious concern what is to become of the miserable population of this parish when our supplies will be exhausted. I believe it to be the poorest parish in the Hebrides, Owing to the continued total failure of the potatoes on it. The small division of land and the excessive number in it of landless families. She shouldn't have Um, escaped and in 1849. Now, the McPherson family left in 1852 on the Priscilla. And when they arrived in Australia, And prior to that, there's a horrific statement, which I'm going to read it, which is, In 1849, in Gippsland, in Victoria, there is a story of slaughter and displacement. Because from 1843 to 1854, the Aboriginal population dropped from 1800 to 126. At the hands of an Angus Macmillan from Skye and his comrades. <laughs> Oh. Whoa.
0: our final episode we'll take in the unique landscapes of the south highlands and meet some of the people who are harnessing their revitalizing properties see you then this podcast is part of the spirit of the highlands and islands a partnership project between the highland council and highlife highland which is delivered in collaboration with visit scotland the spirit of the highlands and islands project is supported by a grant from the natural and cultural heritage fund led by nature scott and funded by the European Regional Development Fund. For more information and to hear more stories from the people we spoke with, visit discoverhighlandsandislands.scot. The podcast was produced by Smartify, written by Peter Knowles, with sound design by Renato Camillo.